Hello everyone and welcome back to the channel. I'm your host Sage McSwain and for today's video I'm doing more of a research based uh, kind of timeline uh, for this 76ers team and uh, really the main thing that really kickstarted this video uh, when I was on TikTok, I saw Molly Morrison's TikTok. I mean, I really suggest if you really like basketball, go ahead and check out her content. She's really good at like explaining everything like that. Um, and I did see a video. She made a two-part uh, video on uh, the 76er scandal with uh, the Calan uh, with Jerry or not Jerry, but uh, Brian Colangelo. Uh, she did a whole uh, two-part series on. Uh, just the scandal that happened and I thought I'd go over it a little bit as well and kind of just go over the timeline spanning from Sam Hinkie uh, as general manager all the way up to now where we're here at uh, the Nick Nurse era uh, the beginning of the Nick Nurse era at least so uh, without further ado let's get right into it Now, starting in 2013, kind of seemed like an entire rebuild. Uh, Sam Hinkie becomes GM in 2013, um, and they immediately trade uh, Andre Iguodala away. Um, and I, it was, I mean, it was a thing that was going to be coming, but um, I mean, he just was a really good piece in that 76ers era for about, what, five years. So I think, you know, it was a big piece to move away, but uh, they definitely did. And I mean, they kind of got worse, uh, and they uh, started actually being investigated for uh, tanking. I mean, they uh, went 19-63 uh, the first season at Sam Hinkie's at GM, and then 18-64, uh, again, back-to-back -back losing seasons. Um, and, you know, it's... And that... That 18-64 season. Uh, after that, they do bring in Joel Embiid, who obviously was out that first year uh, with an injury. Um, and that 2015-2016 season, they go 10 and 72, uh, one of the worst records in NBA history, or at least the 82-game NBA schedule. That's the worst record in NBA history. Um, and Adam Silver um, investigates it and brings in Jerry Colangelo to help the 76ers, who's a very trusted person in the organization. Adam Silver's had him uh, before, um, and I believe Jerry Colangelo before what, beforehand was a part of many different operations uh, with you know tanking and being GM for multiple teams. And it kind of starts to get weird here. Uh, Jerry Colangelo, it seems like his goal is to really push Sam Hankey out, um, and it does work, uh, and uh, Hankey does step down as GM that very same year that Jerry Colangelo is brought in, and Jerry Colangelo then brings in his son Brian Colangelo to be GM of the 76ers, which is the exact moment this scandal starts. Um, in 2016, Brian Calandro brings in Ben Simmons with the first pick, um, and in you know in the past three years, Hinky drafted three centers, uh, obviously Nerlens Noel. Um, he just wanted out. Um, def definitely did not look like he wanted to be there. Um, and then Jaleel Okafor, who was really hyped coming out of college, but. Had, didn't live up to the hype in the NBA and obviously as you guys know now 
uh, did not really do much, um, you know, compared to what, you know, that hype was at the start of his career. And then obviously Joel Embiid was drafted just the previous season, who was out the entire season with an injury. So he was left with a little bit of a situation there at the center. Uh, but bringing in Ben Simmons, you know, was, I think, a pretty good move, at least for the beginning. I mean, Ben Simmons did look pretty good, even though he had to be out for that first season as well. Uh, but in the 2016-2017 season, they go 28 and 54, and then the 2017-2018 season uh, is where we start to see a little bit more activity with uh, Jerry Colangelo. But I'll go over that, you know, a little foreshadowing here. Um, but they traded up in the draft to get Markel Fultz, which gave the Celtics in turn Jason Tatum and a future first round pick, which I believe was either the Trailblazers or the Kings first round pick. I can't remember the exact team, um, but that team, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, looking back on it, that's a yikes. You know, if, if Jason Tatum was able to go down to two at the 76ers, I mean, imagine a team with Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid. Uh, you know, instead of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Now, I mean, you know, now looking back at it, hindsight's always 2020, and we see that Jason Tatum is probably one of the greatest players of this generation. Um, and obviously, uh, Joel Embiid just won MVP. And Ben Simmons, I mean, he looked good, um, but there clearly something happened, and now he's just not, you know, that player that a lot of people thought he would be. You know, he, a lot of people thought he would just be, you know, a superstar in the league, which he was for a little bit, but obviously it just did not work out. But they get uh, Markel Fultz, they trade up, and obviously he's not able to play in that first season, or, I mean, he barely played in that first season. Um, and Jaleel Okafor is then traded to the Nets also that same season, uh, which was pretty good. I mean, they just really had to get him out of there. Um, and then a they had a 52 and 30 record and they beat the Heat in the first round uh, in five games, but then they lost to the Celtics in the Eastern Conference semis uh, in five games. And in the summer of 2018, the Sixers signed uh, then head coach Brett Brown to an extension, which was a little surprising because a lot of people thought, you know, Colangelo wants everybody from the Hinky, you know, time period, the Hinky era, to be out. But I mean, clearly, I mean, he, I mean. He, then again, they did just go to the playoffs, so they did sign him to an extension, but a lot of people thought he would have probably been out sooner rather than later, and, you know, um, then we get a little bit of a shock here in the 2018 offseason. Ben Dedrick of The Ringer was sent evidence of possible burner accounts on Twitter that seemed to be run by Brian Colangelo, uh, the, gen the then GM of the 76ers. Um, and obviously you can see how this could be a problem, but just wait till it escalates. I mean, it is absolutely insane. Um, and I mean, the ringer reached out to Brian Colangelo about one of the burner accounts when presented with the account, denied any ownership of the account. And that's Brian, uh, Colangelo being, you know, denying any, uh, hand obviously in the burner accounts and here, um, in, in the same ringer article, they do show the statement. Um, like many of my colleagues in sports, I have used social media as a means to keep up with the news. While I have never posted anything whatsoever on social media, I've used the uh, the Phila one two three four five six seven Twitter account 
referenced in the in this story to monitor our industry and our current events. This storyline is disturbing to me on many levels, as I am not familiar with any of the other accounts that have been brought to my attention, nor do I know who is behind them or what their motives may be in using them. Look at the Venn diagram of what these Twitter accounts do, whether it's defending Colangelo in public, following a Twitter account associated with a man who, at least at one point, was Colangelo's agent, Warren Legary, seems to have a, a deep interest in the University of Chicago basketball program where Brian Colangelo's son plays, and several other really, really specific details, you start to get this picture. Um, and the Sixers, we went to the Sixers last week, Ben, and, and I think what, what's important to know is that we've sort of been working on this story for a while, but we, we were working towards was getting our ducks in a row so that we could approach the Sixers, correct? Yeah, I think that's a, a good way of, of phrasing it. You know, we had these five accounts and, and we looked through them and they're different names and they were connected in ways that you mentioned, but they were also distinct in, in when they began and, and when they finished and the kind of details that were divulged or discussed. And you could say that the older ones, there were more, more threads, you know, to certain people and the newer ones, perhaps were more cautious mm-hmm. it just as a, as a way of describing the behavior online. So I think when you had the first two and we approached the team with those, I was, I was more comfortable asking them about those. And when you say those first two, you're talking about fellow one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And you're talking about Eric jr. Correct. And, and Eric and Eric jr. Account. Right. Yeah. So, so I went to the team and I asked about those accounts and then they came back to me and they're like, yeah, you know, it's not Eric Jr. And then they were like, Phila one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, that is him. He operates that account. And mm-hmm. that is echoed by the statement that they gave to the, um, the ringer that was published in the story yesterday. Yeah. And then after that occurred, I was watching those accounts, the other three that I had not mentioned. The other three being enough uncone sources, which is unknown spelled wrong, honest age. Which clearly now, I mean, it's just obviously a blatant lie. You know, he's just he's just like, yeah, yeah, I, I do have one because, um, I'll go over it later. And also, uh, the Ringer did have a podcast episode, which basically is the audio version of the article. I'll have both the article and the uh, podcast uh, linked below, so you guys can watch it or you know read it, listen to it. Um, but I, I think it was really informational on both ends, but. The Philo one two three four five six seven account was actually one of the burner accounts linked to uh, Colangelo, Brian Colangelo, and um, was not in use. Um, and at the Ringer at this time, actually only brought up that account. They only brought up the Philo one two three four five six seven account and another one, um, one of his more active ones. Uh, they brought that up to the 76ers, and the 76ers were like, "Oh yeah, we don't really know." Uh, that other account, but the Philo one two three four five six seven account is linked to Brian Colangelo. So they they said, yeah, yeah, we know that one. But the second burner account, obviously, we the you know uh, Detrick Ben Detrick already knew that was already linked to Colangelo um, from his uh, you know from his source that he got his anonymous source. Um, so he and there was multiple other burner accounts that were linked to Ryan Colangelo. 
And once, you know, basically after he was notified, uh, Detrick does say here in this audio clip that, I mean, three out of the four accounts or five accounts that he was watching actually dis deactivated. They disconnected from Twitter or they privated themselves so nobody could see the content there. And I mean, obviously that was a little suspect because I mean, how do all three of the accounts that or three out of the five or four accounts that he was looking at all deactivate except for the one that he asked about and he owned up to um that was really just about it uncone sources which is unknown spelled wrong honest abe and still balling and you were watching activity on those three accounts and what happened i yeah i was just sitting there and i was refreshing them and you know every few minutes and then i saw still balling go down and it went to private. Then a few minutes later, I checked back and I saw honest Abe go down and enough cone sources also. So within a, I would say a 15 to 20 minute period, at least while I was watching, they went down and that was the exact same time when Brian Colangelo was notified by the Sixers representative. We were told that Brian Colangelo was notified and that's when the Sixers initially confirmed that Philo one, two, three, four, five, six, seven belonged to Brian Colangelo. And this is last Tuesday. This is May 22nd. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that that's a distinct part of the story here is that those accounts went private at the exact same time when he was notified. And then when I asked the Sixers representative, if he had spoken to anyone else, he said no. Right. And why did you ask? Um, and I mean, obviously more investigations happening um and you know brian colangelo would then also it would also defend head coach brett brown and bash sam hinky in some of these uh tweets um from uh, some of these accounts uh let me go ahead and look at the uh the uh, tweets here i mean obviously uh it's pretty crazy but um you know, he goes on. There's a tweet here that says Brian Colangelo has been misleading, untrustworthy on injuries as 70, or Sixers GM. And then somebody says this clown going, going ruin everything Hinky built. And then, and then Eric Jr., um, which is one of the burner accounts, then says clown. Why? What did Hinky build? My gosh, the biased insanity. I mean, obviously, just going after him. Another one says, Calandro just wanted to make the playoffs before Fultz could play again. Pompey reported that months ago. Uh, Brian Calandro has zero faith that the kid could develop and help the team make the playoffs at the same time. Shaking my head. I'm already to get. I'm ready to get rid of Brian Calandro. That's disrespectful. Obviously, a, a tweet coming after his character. Now, this one, enough uncone sources, um, which is just unknown sources, uh, misspelled. Why are you making blank up? Um, this is uh, this a blatant lie, and you should be ashamed to be spreading it and putting more hate in the world instead of being happy the kid is back. And Brian Colangelo and BB nursed him back with patience and support. Shame on you, you big fat liar. I hope your TV breaks tonight. Obviously, that's a little bit passionate for a, a person on Twitter that would supposedly have no link to Brian Colangelo or the 76ers organization. And then another one here is 
This you, Brian, uh, responding to a tweet that says Brett Brown wanted Nerlens Noel gone. Uh, bad for the locker room. Once again, Colangelo protected coach and got shot for it, or <laughs> shot for it, um, blank for it, uh, because our um, Brian Colangelo is class act, not a bad guy, right? So then the person goes, "This you, Brian," and the same source, uh, un- enough unknown sources, uh, goes, "No, but thanks for the compliment. He's too classy to even engage. Worked with him." He's a class act. I mean, that is just, that is just, like, just knowing that he's behind these accounts is just, like, weird. Like, why are you saying that? Like, why, like, I don't really know why you would have to make a burner account and just, like, go ahead praising. I get, you know, as much hate as a GM or a player gets, you know, they, I mean, Kevin Durant, you know, has famously had burner accounts, but, I mean, just, like, (laughs) why even go this far being like oh he's such a great guy class act like that is it is a little weird um and then uh eric jr again one of the other uh burner accounts yes i want noel gone over ja ja has a bad knee but class act noel is a selfish punk no wonder nerlens noel wanted out of there um and then i mean I mean, he's just basically bashing on all the players that Hinky drafted. I mean, uh, here we go, Pompey, Keith Pompey. Embiid tried to block, uh, you know, Jay Young's shot and hit him in the arm back. Young turns around and Embiid says, get that out of here. And then, so I mean, just the basic, you know, regular trash talk on the court. And then enough unknown sources goes, he is making me love Simmons more and more. Joel is having an ego crisis. This team is going to be Ben's. Joel is acting up. That is kind of crazy. I mean, even now looking back at it, Joel was definitely a good player. And now even in this year after he wins MVP and Ben Simmons is off the team on the nets and barely even playing well, like that is crazy to say. Um, and then again, I mean, some more bashing on Joel Embiid. Uh, this early season take I'm warning uh, I'm warming on TLC and Coolio on Dario love Rocco that one's obvious and that unknown source says if I had a medium sized ladder I would love to knock some sense in Joel's head right now he's playing like a toddler having tantrums so I mean obviously he's just he's just going off on all these players for no reason for literally no reason I don't even know why he would um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a cr- whole crazy situation here with the burner accounts. And then, um, we have here, uh, you know, I mean, he just would obviously talk bad. And then now Julio Okafor was not brought on a team road trip. So back when he was, tra- I mean, around the year he was traded, uh, to go also had put the audio clip after, uh, this, but before Jaleel Okafor was traded, he wasn't even brought on any team road trips, and usually that means that a player's going to be traded. And the trade didn't go through, and Jaleel Okafor continued to play with the team. Um, and, I mean, it was just, you know, kind of an interesting situation, so a lot of heat was on Brian Colangelo. Like, why was he gone and now he's back and you weren't even able to trade him? Like, why did you even leave him if you're still in negotiations? Then he goes on to tweet. He says, uh, you know, Keith Pompey uh, tweets six years to the Oak for on past couple days. It's been it's just a weird situation. And there's more. And then Eric Jr., one of the 
burner accounts goes ask Ja if he passed other team physical. He will not say not to lose other chance, but I bet the farm it's what happened. See this one, this one specifically was like very interesting because he's just clearly outing himself here. Um, I mean, nobody, nobody's like, okay, yeah, he probably just, you know, didn't get the physical according to just like a couple of reports. And now there's even, you know, the, the tweets from other burner accounts that he had telling, you know, Sixers beat writers like, hey, go ahead and interview Julio Oak for it. Ask him about, uh, you know, failing a physical. Like that's kind of an interesting question to ask for somebody that supposedly would not be connected to Brian Colangelo or the organization itself. So that one was a little bit weird. And um in the audio clip I'll we'll provide here, I mean they go over it a little bit more and say, you know, they're just asking people around, just go ahead and ask Julio Okafor. So I want to talk as we round this out a little bit about some of the players who are mentioned in the piece. Obviously, uh, Jaleel Okafor is one and Okafor was always sort of surplus to requirements once uh, Joel Embiid started to really click. And one of the things that has always been, it was always an issue for Colangelo early on in his, in his tenure with the Sixers was what to do about Okafor, this sort of third big man uh, that the Sixers had uh, the number three pick overall out of Duke and it was expected that Okafor was going to be moved almost a year and a half before he actually was moved in February of 2018 um, at the trade deadline. Well, actually, I think the first time we thought he was going to be traded was even his rookie year at the deadline in 2016. Right. And then we really thought he was going to get traded at the deadline in 2017. And by that time, Colangelo was running the Sixers. And yes. to your point, there clearly wasn't enough room to have all these guys on the team. Right. And I believe it was a few days before the deadline, but Jaleel Okafor was pulled out of the lineup and left in Philly. I believe the Sixers went on to play a, a road game in Miami and maybe one in Boston. Yeah, and this but is the deadline it, in 2017. But, you know, those are the kind of things that don't really happen. When guys get pulled out, they get traded. Yeah. Instead, he was pulled out for several games and then went back to the team. And there are only so many conclusions you can draw from that, that the negotiations fell apart. But why would you pull a guy out of games while negotiating? I just mean, it, it's an, it was an interesting and very unique situation. And there was a huge uptick in criticism of Colangelo and simultaneously activity from these accounts. And they really right. went out there and they repeatedly said and pushed over and over and over to members of the media Sixers beat writers, yeah. It was a full-fledged campaign to basically make the point that Jaleel Okafor is being protected by the team, and it was not the Sixers' front office's fault that he had not been traded. And that Okafor, uh, that these accounts repeatedly ask members of the Sixers media to ask Okafor yes. about a failed physical. It was, it was uh, about asking Okafor if he had failed a physical. It was about inquiring with the Sixers to set up interviews in order to ask these questions like that. It was it was really trying to persuade them to write a specific story and to ask Okafor about potentially failing a physical. Right. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you know, offseason 2018 is when the Ringer released the story. Um, and that day, the very next day, the NBA opened an investigation on everything. And 
all the accounts were actually shown to be connected to all the same phone numbers. However, they weren't Brian Colangelo's phone numbers. They were all his wife's phone numbers. Um, and I mean, when Brian Colangelo was confronted about this by the league, I mean, he was just like, uh, he was just like blaming it all on his wife. Like, oh yeah, my wife was saying all those things. Like, it's not me. But clearly, I mean, his, why would his wife say anything like that? Um, but even if it was his wife, it is inferred that Brian Colangelo was m mainly like the catalyst that that was telling her to, you know, write all the type all the stuff down. Because she did say that she did open multiple accounts uh, for this behavior. Um, and uh, so it is inferred that Brian Colangelo did just tell her what to say. And then she just wrote it down on all the tweets, um, you know. I mean, and this one was, you know, shot back with a lot of jokes, humor, Joel Embiid coming back with a tweet. I mean, just the NBA Twitter was just going crazy after this. Um, and then, obviously, Brian Colangelo was then released by the league. You know, obviously, you can't really have that at GM. Um, and, I mean, that's really basically the end of that scandal. I mean, again, I'll put more audio clips from the Ringers podcast, which really showed what they did, and some of the quotes from the article. Uh, but if you do have time, again, read the article, listen to that podcast. I mean, both of them are really good. Uh, the podcast version is basically an audio version of the article. So if you don't want to do the reading, just go ahead and listen to it. Um, but both are very educational. I think or very well written and very well produced, uh, by the ringer. And then, um, and obviously since he's done as GM, they go ahead and try to search for the next GM. Um, and I mean, they, they did. Elton Brand is named the new GM and he's still the GM of the 76ers, I believe. Um, and in the very next season, 2018-2019 season, Marco Fultz is traded to the Magic. Um, again, that first pick just adds even more heat on Brian Colangelo. Doesn't even do well compared to Jason Tatum. Um, and, I mean, Marco Fultz, and he, he's done pretty good things on the Magic. He hasn't looked too bad. Um, but obviously, yeah, just not lived up to the hype of that number one pick. Because I don't even remember, like, Markel Fultz being really hyped up coming out of Washington. I mean, he was supposed to be the next big thing, but obviously did not live up to that. Um, and in that season, they ended with a 51-31 and record, beat the Nets in the first round in five games, uh, then lost in the conference semis to the Raptors. And actually, now going over most of the season, they never made it past the conference semifinals. Like... The 76ers, no matter how much they've tried to do, you know, add more players, help out, you know, make more of a core, they just can't get past the semi-conference finals. Um, then in the uh, 20, or sorry, yeah, beat the Nets in the first round, lost in the conference series to the Raptors in seven. Then in 2019-2020, they have a 43-30 and record and they're swept by the Celtics in the first round. Brett, Brett Brown, sorry, is then fired as head coach of the 76ers, and Doc, uh, Doc Rivers is brought in as head coach. And in 2021, they had a 49 and 23 record, um, and they beat the Wizards in the first round, and then lost to the Hawks in the semifinals in seven games. Then in 2021 to 2022, they actually trade Ben Simmons, who uh, <laughs> Brian Colangelo absolutely loved, and said the 76ers would then be his team in the future. Um, 
They traded him to the Nets for James Harden, and they ended up with a 51-30 run record. They beat the Raptors in the six games in the first round, and then they lost to the Heat in six games in the Eastern Conference semis. And then in the 2022-23 uh, season, uh, which was just this past season, they ended with a 54-28 and record with Joel Embiid winning MVP, which Brian Colangelo did not love Joel Embiid as a player, as you will see in multiple tweets and, uh, you know, basically what I've already said. And uh, they beat, they swept the Nets in the first round. They lost the Celtics in the semis in seven games. Um, and this is kind of where it ends. I mean, Nick Nurse uh, or Doc Rivers is fired as head coach. Um, and they bring in Nick Nurse, a uh, former head coach of the Raptors. Um, and it looks like James Harden may be out for the 76ers. Uh, even though, you know, the coaching change with Doc Rivers, it just seems like uh, James Harden looks like he's just kind of going to a, a conclusion for his career like sure you know it would make sense for him to stay with the team that'd be contending the Rockets are not contending so I think James Harden might be ready to call it quits hang up the uh hang up the shoes for now um I mean it, it, it hasn't really looked good I mean he's been on so many teams that have been so close to winning they just can't get over the hump and I think there's a reason there's a possibility that he kind of gives up here and just kind of settles down in Houston and uh goes back to the team that drafted him uh but as for Joel Embiid uh I mean my main worry as Joel Embiid would just be like who's gonna be my number two because obviously the 76ers don't really have another number two I mean Tyrese Maxey is developing really well I think he could be a number two for the team um but I think he's just not at that level yet uh Tobias Harris kind of an aging star but he could do it um, I mean, that team isn't bad. I, I believe that if Joel Embiid just going in solo, no number two, there is a chance that they do make it to the playoffs. I, I think they're still a contender without another uh, star next to Joel Embiid. But obviously, it is going to be a lot harder since the, they won't really be able to space the floor that well. And a lot of the tension is going to be on Embiid um, and the other and the other players, you know, might have a time to shine. But they're just not, I feel like they're just not at the level yet to be at the number two that James Harden has been or Ben Simmons was. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what the 76ers do. But as for the scandal, I mean, in the middle like of the entire trust the process timeline, it is crazy. I mean, um, Brian Colangelo, I mean, he... He was, I mean, this is crazy because, I mean, it doesn't even seem that bad. Like, if you just look at it from a, you know, straight perspective, sure, Jaleel Okafor, uh, you know, wasn't really living up to hype. Jones Noel wanted out. Joel Embiid, you know, was a good draft pick. Sam Hinkie, I mean, just obviously was tanking. So, hey, you know, new GM, good, good. Um, they make it to the playoffs. But then the same offseason, the playoffs, you hear all of this. And it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. So I thought I'd just go ahead, make a little video on just covering that scandal. Because, I mean, it was just absolutely insane to me, like going into it, just the amount of work that <laughs> that uh, he, he Colangelo would have to go through to just do all that. And, I mean, burner accounts are nothing new in the NBA. Obviously, everybody knows that players have one. I mean, the newest one is probably Paul Pierce. And then it's like him praising himself but i think it was like he i don't remember if it was the like if it was a burner account or if it was actually paul pierce tweeting out 
like about Paul Pierce in the third person. And then I think he just forgot to switch his burner account, but whatever it is, I mean, it was just hilarious. Um, and then, I mean, overall, I mean, it was just, uh, burner account, uh, culture has always been in the NBA. So, uh, I thought I'd just go over one of the biggest scandals that have ever happened in the end and the NBA regarding burner accounts. But, um, again, you know, big thanks to Molly Morrison, uh, kind of just showing me this scandal. I didn't even know it was. Uh, a thing until I saw that video um, and then also shout out to the ringer for obviously reporting on it making the article making the podcast I mean a lot of research was dealt into this and they waited a long time uh, to you know get everything done so big shout out to all those people I'll, again I'll leave most of our I'll leave the ringers article and the podcast down below and I'll also leave Molly Morrison's accounts down below um, but again go ahead check all of those out um, without uh, further ado, I mean, that's it. Um, and I hope you enjoyed the video. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and make sure you leave a comment, like, and subscribe. And if you are a 76ers fan, go ahead and leave your, your perspective down below in the comments. Or just an NBA fan in general, leave your perspective down in the uh, comments. If you had anything that you wanted to add, uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, and go ahead, subscribe, comment, like, share. Um, and then if you're on the podcast version, go ahead. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you leave a five-star review. And also press that follow button again. Greatly appreciated. Um, but that'll be all for today's episode. Thank you all for watching and listening all the way through. And have a great rest of your day. Bye.